by the time I'm finished, you would probably wish I'd started on page two, but to get to page two, I needed page one. And I had left it laying on my desk. So I needed page one. You would have too. If you'd be up here looking at you, you'd be wishing, where'd page one go? Hello? To have your Bibles, be turning with me to John's Gospel, the 19th chapter. It's good to know the man that's about to preach is human, isn't it? (laughs) Hallelujah. What a beautiful, beautiful crowd today. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. And truly the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. And because of that, we are here. Because of that, you're in this building this morning. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a loving living Savior. Amen? Chapter 19, John's Gospel. I want to read one verse to you. Just want to take it out of a, uh, to coin a phrase that Brother Randy uses on Wednesday sometime. I'm going to pull one verse out of the pericope. And you're going you're gonna to fill it in. Because when I read it, you're going to know what surrounds it. And we'll discuss it. Amen? Look at verse 30 with me in John's Gospel. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed down his head and gave up the ghost. Simple thought this morning, a little two-letter word. We're just going to talk a little while about it. It. I, I was reading my devotion the other morning, and it just jumped out at me it I'll pray for you if all of you pray for me father I love you today wow you are risen indeed and we're here this morning to celebrate your resurrection now father I ask that you would help the people may we hear may we receive may we have open hearts and open minds today that we may be touched by your word and minister to through your spirit Father, today we glorify you. We thank you for the gift of your Son. Jesus, we thank you for the obedience to the Father. Holy Spirit, for the power to raise him up. We're grateful, thankful today. In Jesus' name, the church said, amen and amen. You can be seated as we discuss it. We've had a beautiful week around here. We had a a glorious Wednesday. The Spirit of the Lord just ushered into this place during our Bible study time. And man, such a a wonderful atmosphere. Followed that up on Thursday with with the Seder meal. And again, um, Brother Dwayne and Sister Sandy, wherever you got to, there they are. Thank you so much for leading us and had a beautiful time of worship and fellowship and understanding who our Lord is and all that he done in fulfilling making his way to Calvary. Amen? So grateful for that. John's Gospel. John records three of those famous seven sayings from the cross. Here in this 19th chapter in verse 26 through 7, it is the word of compassion when he looks upon his mother and looks upon his friend John and says, Woman, behold thy son, behold thy mother. In 28 and 29, we see the word of suffering as he would cry out, I thirst. And to fulfill the scripture, they gave him the vinegar. 
Here in the text that I read to you is one probably most familiar. Verse 30, he declares a word of victory. It is finished. But as you read the text and you go through the week, if your mind is focused on everything that transpired and all that Christ has done for us and was doing during that week of passion for us, you can't help but feel the tension between that word of suffering and the word of victory. On the tree of death, on that old rugged cross, we hear the water of life cry out, he thirsts. You can make your way to John 4 and you'll see where he meets that woman at the well, remember? And when he tells her, if you would drink of the water that I have, you'll never thirst again because he is the living water. He was the rock that followed him through the wilderness, hallelujah. He's the fountain that never runs dry. But there he cries, I thirst. The word of suffering, however, was not the last proclamation from Calvary. Well, glory. The last proclamation from Calvary was a victorious cry. It wasn't a mumble. It wasn't a barely heard utterance. He shouted it out. It is finished. The declaration of victory from Calvary's hill. It is finished. He didn't say, I'm finished. <laughs> oh, he said, it's finished. My God, I feel my help going to show up this morning. He said, it is finished. When you hear that declaration, it's not a concession from a defeated man. It's not a resignation of a doomed man either. Neither is it the relief of a dying man. But it's a man who is fulfilling a mission. In that riddled body that they had nailed to that old rugged cross. The body that had been beaten beyond recognition. A face that was swollen whose eyes were merely slits. And the beard that was on his face had been plucked by every hair. He had been spit on. He had been mocked. They had thrown stones. They had thrown insults. They had beat him the 39 stripes upon his back. And now he's made his way down that Via Della Rosa. He has been nailed. He has been lifted. Never forget that this victorious cry was already declared when he said, I must be lifted up. The Son of Man must be lifted up. And he declared, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men under me so you see it's this de declaration of victory that he's proclaiming uh, on Calvary's hill uh, it is finished oh because he knows what follows Calvary amen how many of you this morning know what follows Calvary that's the reason I'm so excited this morning because I know what it was when I begin to read that devotion this week my heart began to stir the Lord said just tell him what it really was my Lord it was the sin burden that you and I came into this world with. That's what it was. It was the account that was to be paid. It was the price that was to be supplied. It was the blood to purify every sin that we commit when we confess to him and ask the application of forgiveness. It is that. That's what it is. Oh, I, I, I didn't realize the verses of that song. It soothes my it's it soothes my God. It drives away all that's what it does. It is the blood that was poured out. It was not the blood of the Paschal Lamb. It was not the blood 
placed upon the head of the scapegoat and driven outside the city whereby he did accomplish scripture when he was led outside and crucified on Golgotha. It is the price that had to be paid, but yet it is the hope of all humanity. Well, it's the victor's triumphal shout. It is finished. John 17, verse 4, Jesus prayed, I have glorified thee on the earth. Listen to what he says. I have finished the work thou gavest me to do. At the age of 33, he's declaring it is finished. Where the most of us will declare it is yet just the beginning. But he is finishing the work that the Father had sent him to do. And it is done. But it's more than just just the end of a journey. It's about the completion of his mandated mission. Because you see, it brought about salvation. If you remember, it is this. The declaration in John 1, 9. Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. That's what it is. It was a price. It was a mandated price. There had to be, according to the word of God, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. What shedding, you say, pastor? The adult human body contains about 3.5 liters of blood. (laughs) From the whipping post to the spirit calvary, every drop was spilled. And it took every drop to go into the holiest of holies, not made with hands, but to be taken into that which the example came from, into the holy place, into the heavens, whereby his blood was applied one time. Hallelujah. One time because it was sufficient. It was sufficient. Not only was it finished, but it was sufficient. Oh, the author of Hebrews says, whereby the blood of goats and bulls are no more longer necessary because he for one time entered in and made one offering and he applied his blood upon the mercy seat of heaven it is finished Matthew 1 21 the angel told Joseph concerning Mary the mother of Christ she shall bring forth a son thou shalt call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus was born to die. The accomplishment of his death was the purpose of his life. The accomplishment of his death was the purpose of his life. But I dare, I'm not going to leave you at Calvary. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere this morning. It had to be finished. The price had to be paid so that you and I, there had to be a bridge paved. There had to be a highway paved. And the highway to God's grace was paved with the blood of the sinless lamb. Hallelujah. It was paved with what John declared to be the lamb of God, which takes away those sins of the world. It was paved with his precious blood, thereby making access for you and I to enter into peace with the heavenly father. Without it, there is no peace. Warren Wiersbe wrote, since salvation is a finished work, we dare not add anything to it or take anything from it. This is the message of the sixth work 
and the word from the cross. Sinners are made right with God only by the finished work of Christ at the cross. Jesus saves people completely, exclusively, and eternally. When he declared, it is finished. We understand that whereby one man by through Adam's sin came unto all men. You need to take an account today through the second man Adam, the sin of humanity is taken away. But I'm here to tell you, you must make your way to the foot of Calvary's hill where the blood still flows. My God for redemption. It is the price of redemption. That's what we learned Thursday night about the Passover meal. That's what we learned about the Seder meal. It was about the price of redemption and that Christ was the price and he willingly paid the price for your and my wretchedness and our sin. It's his blood applied to our sinful life. The price of redemption. A lot of people don't worry about redemption. They don't worry about it. They go through life doing their thing. But I'm here to remind you this morning, it is finished and you must become part of it. Uh, our text this morning Jesus had received that vinegar that sour that, that ruined sopped in a sponge like clove of hyssop and shoved in his face you think that Roman soldier eased that up there for him to try to get a little little moisture in his mouth no I guarantee you with all the venom within him, he just sopped it in dirt and grit and in that old vinegar and shoved it in our Savior's face so that the scripture could be fulfilled. He fulfilled it all. <laughs> he declared it is finished. Every act of the Old Testament, every symbol, every type, every shadow is pointing to Calvary pointing to the moment in which we have mourned this Friday. Mourned on Friday. I had a heavy heart Friday. I looked over at Sister Kathy as we're sitting in the living room. Being the time difference, I said, now the stone has been rolled and the seal has been placed and the guards are standing at attention. But it doesn't matter how large the stone. It didn't matter if they had to put a garrison there. It didn't matter whose seal was up on that stone. There was a third day approaching, and it was about to be validated. The finished work of Christ was about to be validated through the power of the resurrection on that first day of the week. Uh, whew, the Lord's good. That's all I know. That's all I know this morning. He is good. That Greek word, which I've been practicing for two days and I still can't get it in my head to pronounce. It's a one word for a three word phrase. To tell us day. To tell us stay is the Greek for it is finished. This phrase, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, wrote, it would need all the other words that ever were spoken 
or even can be spoke to explain this one word. It is altogether immeasurable. It is high. I cannot attain to it. It it is deep. I cannot fathom it. I've been tore up by it this week. I can't fathom it. The telestai means to finish a task, to complete an assignment, to accomplish a goal for servants. Servants would use this term when they'd completed their obligatory duties and commands from their masters. Artists used this term when a work of art was completed and finished. Warriors used used this term after they prevailed in battle. My, my, my. What we see is the captain of the Lord's host who had entered the greatest battle of all the ages and the warrior of all warriors. I'm not talking about a wimp of humanity. I'm talking about God himself uh, suspended between the earth and the skies uh, and there hung uh, doing battle for you and I. uh, And there the great warrior of all mankind uh, declared the task has been completed. The mission has been fulfilled uh, and the devil is doomed. warrior's declaration it is the word that you use after you graduate from college my God it's done it's the word you use after crossing the finish line of a marathon I've been there my Lord it is finished not to be begun again (laughs) got that t-shirt don't care if I ever see another one It's the word used after paying off credit card debt. It's the word we should have used when we burnt the note on this church to Telestai. It's done. It's the word that was written on the legal document when the debt was paid. (laughs) Oh, it is written and stamped on the heart of all of us who have been to Calvary. It is stamped there through the precious inked blood of Calvary's heel. It is there for the lamb to be displayed upon our heart. Is there any wonder why there was the, rec- uh, the requirement of the Passover lamb's blood uh, to be on the linen and on the doorpost? Uh, because it was finished. Uh, oh, my Lord, uh, he took his blood and he applied it for each and every one of us. Uh, he is that lamb. Uh, his blood is what seals uh, our great salvation. It never loses its power. The ability of his blood to enter into our lives. Paid in full. Understanding that God is holy and we're not. God demands perfect righteousness and we have none. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Good intentions, good efforts, and good works cannot pay the sin debt. 
Doesn't matter how great your intentions are. Doesn't matter how great a person you try to be. Your intentions will never be good enough and your efforts will not suffice. It takes the blood of Jesus on the repentant heart written to tell us die. It is finished. It is paid in full. What is that price, Pastor? It's the price greater than pearl. Oh, amen. It's far greater than rubies. Heaven was bankrupt for your wretchedness and mine. Heaven had poured out all of the royal diadem of glory so that you and I could be redeemed. And we see that redemptive work on Calvary's hill. We saw it at the whipping post. We see it at every station of the Via de la Rosa as he stumbles his way, weak in the flesh but strong and mighty in his spirit. His spirit never diminished from the task. Once he surrendered in Gethsemane to the Father's will, victory was his sealed already. No wonder the scripture declare that your flesh is weak. His flesh was riddled and beaten, but his spirit was striving to declare it is finished. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. We're still making our way to the tomb. We hold a debt, the songwriter pen, that we could not pay. And yet he paid the debt that he did not owe. Your and my sin debt which required blood to forgive. No longer, I told you, as the author of Hebrews pen, no longer will the blood of goats and bulls suffice. It would take his own blood, the begotten, the only begotten, not created, not made, begotten, his blood. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, are you hearing me? The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you stop to think about eternal life, what sin is keeping you from its acquisition? What sin is keeping you from acquiring the seal. It is finished. What is keeping you from accepting the sacrifice of his blood? There's only a little answer for that. It does not matter what sin. It doesn't matter. Whether it be adultery, abortion, bribery, disobedience, whether it's robbery, homosexuality, murder, pride, slothfulness, laziness, gluttony. It doesn't matter which one. Because he declared it is finished. It is done. It is paid for. It is over. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. 
Some of us that's been in some of these ought to be shouting about right now. Hello? Some of us adulterers and fornicators ought to be shouting hallelujah right now. Hello? Because it has been stamped. It is finished. <laughs> oh, Lord. And that list of sin, if yours was left out, well, just put it there. Just put it in place. It is finished. Very first scripture of the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 2 1 and 2 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them, and on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had made. This same God who finished the work of creation in skies. In six days, finish the work of redemption in about six hours. In about six hours. Billy Graham once said, if Christ had come to the earth and not died, it would have been pointless. If he had died and not resurrected, it would have been powerless. And my spirit was stirred immediately to which I added, and without the resurrection, our future, it would be hopeless. But he did. So it wasn't pointless. He wasn't powerless. And I'm not hopeless. Because it is finished. My sins are redeemed. The old songwriter said it well. I am redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. All to him I now resign. For I have been redeemed. Redeemed. It is finished. Our debt has been paid. But you must, you must make your way to receive the receipt. You all of us have to make our way. For by grace are we saved. Paul went through a litany of sins one day and he said, and such were some of you. I like that word, were. <laughs> For such were some of us. But to tell his time. John said in Revelation 21, I saw a new city coming down out of heaven.
to Jerusalem. Because Christ has risen, our hope is not in vain. The Apostle Paul penned it so well. He declared, if Christ be not risen, then is our faith in vain. But he has risen. So many in this world look for logical and linear proof of his resurrection. Josephus, the historian, validated it as he recorded the accounts of the days before he. When you go back and look at all of the lives of the disciples, do you really believe that they would allow themselves to be crucified for a hoax? Do you think Peter would have said, don't crucify me right side up, but hang me upside down. I'm not even worthy to die the same death in which he died. If it was not finished and he had not risen, do you think Paul would have turned had he not seen the risen Lord and hear the voice of him, why kickest thou against the pricks? Get over there. There's a man coming to lay his hand on you. (laughs) You think John would have went through the boiling, seething pot of oil? Attempts on his life yet to be ostracized on Patmos. Do you think he made it up the day that he had prayed into the Spirit? And he heard a voice behind him and he turned to see the risen Lord. Do you think they would have endured that for a hoax? No. No, 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 no. Do you think they would have let themselves be subject to that when they could have just given us, well, you're right, you caught us. We tried. Great attempt. No. No, they saw him. Over 500 on one occasion witnessed the risen Lord. It is finished. His grace in place of our sin. His blood on behalf of our powerlessness, fate. There's power in his sacrifice. Just validated by his resurrection. Thus the reason our celebration isn't only the cross. It can't only be the cross. Go to your jeweler and have them make you a a tomb with a stone rolled by it and start wearing that. The cross is a reminder of the it. But But the resurrection, the empty tomb is the icon of our hope and our faith and the power of our living because he lives. Stand with me this morning. Father, I love you today. So thankful. So, so thankful today for Calvary. So grateful this morning. Or a touch of grace and strength.
so, so mindful of what you did for us. Let alone us, what you did for me. What you did for me, Lord. You died for me. And my reasonable service is only that I serve you. That I remain separated from the sin for which you saved me from. That the cloak of righteousness that you apply, that I set it not aside for the will of my own flesh. It. It. What is it? What is it that's keeping you from service? What is it that keeps you at Bed Springs Church on Sunday instead of gathering with the congregation in the assembly to worship Him? What is it? Slothfulness, laziness, neglect. So you're getting awful hard now, Pastor. Well, we're hopeless without it. Hopeless without it. Life before you at best is going to be just simply miserable without Christ. But with Him, it becomes more bearable. Life. Because His grace is the sufficiency that applies to our weakness. What does that mean? When you're no longer able, He enables you. Father, thank you so much. I pray for those in the room today. Speak to hearts and minds. There are those here lost without you. Sweet Spirit of God, draw them to Calvary's cleansing flow. There be those here lukewarm and indifferent. As it were, straddling the fence in life. Speak to those hearts. May we be cognitive of it. And that the price has been paid for us. May we hear the echo of the conquering warrior declare, It 